Welcome to Hempire, presented by CW Hemp, a weekly installment dedicated to exploring the non-psychoactive side of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of the American economy, hemp has been used in over 25,000 products, including paper, textiles, construction materials, health food, and fuel. Now, tune in and discover all there is to know about this wonder crop making a historic comeback. Hempire, presented by CW Hemp, starts now. Hey, Cannabis Radio listeners, we're back with Hempire, the section of our show where we explore all things hemp. Whether it's fiber, food, or pharmacy, the hemp plant continues to amaze humans for millennium after millennium. We've had medical uses from mythical Asian Emperor Shenane back in 2800 BC and right on through to the present. So thanks for joining us on Hempire. I'm Dr. Mitch Earlywine, author of the Oxford University Press book, Understanding Marijuana. I'm a High Times columnist and member of the advisory board at the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Law. Today's guest is a special CEO of the Realm of Caring Foundation. It's the powerhouse herself, Heather Jackson. Heather's got wild tales to tell of her journey to Colorado, CW Hemp, and the Realm of Caring Foundation for Foundation itself. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thanks for having me. So you've got, I think, one of the most moving stories ever when it comes to medicinal hemp. Can you tell us how you got started in the whole area? Yeah, absolutely. It started with my son, Zakai. He started having seizures when he was four months old, and he has a rare catastrophic form of early childhood epilepsy, very resistant to pharmaceuticals. In fact, we went through 17 of them without success. kind of embarrassing to say at this point. Uh, And he was receiving hospice. And we were very much looking for just some palliative relief for him. And we started Charlotte's Web four years ago today, actually. Oh, wow. Our our four-year anniversary, we've been talking with the Stanleys quite a bit today and sort of reminiscing about the last four years of our journey when within uh, three months of Zakai starting, he actually stopped having seizures altogether. His his condition just remitted. So I say that Zakai is in remission. He hasn't had a seizure in three months. It will be four years. So he is doing fantastic. His development's making a lot of gains, and I've gotten to meet my son for the first time. It's really astounding. I mean, it's it's scary enough to watch anybody seize, but to actually see a child so little to have a seizure. And it sounded like he was having them multiple times per day. Is that? Yeah, he would average 60 to 250 seizures a day. And this was the better part of a decade. So we didn't find this option until he was, you know, nine and a half. And it sounds like really everybody was just sort of sitting around waiting for him to die. You, You get to a point where, you know, the physicians don't have anything else in their bag of tricks. And so You are just trying to provide the best quality of life that you can, and you do sort of feel there's an inevitable that's going to happen just because of, you know, the history. So, yes, I would like to say I never stopped fighting, and I certainly wasn't waiting around for him to die, but I think the medical community offered everything they could for him. And we had great doctors. They just, this wasn't an option. So how'd you first learn about medical hip? It was our hospice counselor, and she could have lost her job probably, but she slid a piece of paper over to me with some phone numbers on it, 
and it was Joel Stanley, Paige, Biggie, Charlotte's mom, Charlotte's what it was named after, and the lab, because she knew me, and I'm very, very detail-oriented, tracked everything, so I needed to know that this could be tested, exactly what I was giving, that it was free of mold, pesticides, residual solvents, metal, yucky stuff, and yeah, so she was she was brave enough to talk about it, and it was because she had one other child who was doing really well on it. Oh, wow. So then you ended up just calling the Stanley Brothers? Yeah, I did. Actually, first I called the lab. So I wanted to really ensure the safety because he was pretty medically fragile. And after I was assured that you could discover all of these things through testing. So my second phone call was to Joel Stanley, who was pretty resistant, I would say, to getting Zakai going. He had only one other child and one other success story, and that was Charlotte. And I think he was probably cynical, just like I was. and wasn't sure if this was really happening. And anyway, I convinced him. Uh, we got started as soon as we could. And that was really, that was pretty much all, all she wrote. So I'm just eager to get a feel for the side effects you guys experienced on the previous medications and some of the side effects you might be getting now. That's a great question. So, of course, I mentioned he had been through 17 pharmaceuticals that had failed him. Statistically, after your second pharmaceutical with epilepsy, you have less than a 1% chance that any of the rest will actually work. Fun little scary fact there. And some of the side effects we faced were, you know, there were times where he was anorexic, so he would just completely stop eating. There were times when he doubled his weight, like on steroids, he actually doubled his weight, had really bad cushionoids, so his cheeks were really puffy. He had bone loss from long-term steroid use and cataracts. So he's Aye. a you know, six-year-old that's like a little old man. Behavior issues, et cetera. And one of the drugs, several of the drugs that we tried were black box warning label drugs. And this is what the FDA does to a drug when a known side effect is death. Um, it's sort of the precursor to them pulling it off the market. So some pretty scary stuff. I got to admit that would frighten any parent. And I'm you know, aware that a lot of folks end up saying things they, they don't really mean or they don't know what to say under these circumstances. You guys must have heard some pretty crazy things. Yeah, I mean, I've even from friends, I've heard everything from I think most people just don't know what to say. So they try and fill in, fill in the blank. One friend that was a really good friend at the time had mentioned that perhaps it was karma, something that I'm like, what could this little human being have done? She's like, no, it's karma for you. Like, oh. like what are you talking, you know, what are you talking about? Uh, needless to say, she was, you know, no longer a friend, but I think that, you know, by and far we received a lot of support, but most friendships can't really, they can't deal with that sort of long-term stress. I mean, we dealt with daily seizures, and we're practically hostage in our house for almost a decade. So it's a, it was a long haul. I, I think people underestimate, too, the, the magnitude of just that duration. There's literally no respite. It's like literally every day is a 24-hour day. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't even go to the bathroom without putting someone in charge of the Kai. His seizures were that frequent. And it was, it was absolutely no rest for a very, very long time. And of course, afterwards, you're, I don't know how I did that, but you do what any parent would do and it just makes the best of it. And 
work through it the best you can. I mean, I have had other clients with special needs children nowhere near this severe, and I really got to hand it to you guys. It's, it's just amazing what you've been through. Thank you so much. It was It's something that can make a break uh, family, and for us, it, it made us closer, more resolved, more of a team. And so, you know, if there's a silver lining, I would say that it's that. And I would also say, you know, the Realm of Caring Foundation is, is a byproduct of what we experienced, and it's how I make meaning of basically a decade of suffering. Yeah, I, I think I'd go crazy. Yeah. I got to admit, it's right out of Viktor Frankl there. And Heather, I was just curious about some of the positive side effects uh, you've seen with Zakai now that he's on CBD. Yeah, it's been mostly positive. In the very beginning, we had what's called forced normalization, which is just when really abnormal brain waves regulate after a really long period of time of being abnormal. The brain's not quite sure what to do with that. So I called Zakai the Energizer Bunny on Speed. He's very, very busy, very emotional, and it was it was really difficult to deal with, obviously, not as difficult as seizures, so we just wrote it out, and that resolved itself within about four to five months or so, but we saw right away a very steady appetite, a better sleep. After that forced normalization resolved, we saw improved mood, huge gains in his cognitive areas, and he was incontinent. He didn't know his colors. And he was, you know, he was, he started toileting, learning his colors, learning his alphabet, his numbers. So we, we actually experienced, you know, a lot of really positive side effects. Oh, it's, it's miraculous. I'm, I'm completely blown away. We do have to take a break now. As my cannabis radio brother, Vivian McPeak would say, we've got to pause for the cause because there are flaws in the laws. We'll be right back after these messages. Hold on for more Empire after you've grown to learn more about our sponsors. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers, from a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. Source, shop, network, and learn at Indo Expo, covering all things cannabis from seed to sale. Portland, Oregon's Expo Center, August 6th and 7th. Source and shop over 250 exhibitors. Network and learn at our educational seminars all weekend long. Free admission for buyers, store owners, and MJ industry professionals. Looking for a career in the MJ industry? Attend Indo Expo's Career Fair, Sunday, August 7th. Over two dozen companies are looking to place positions from master growers to marketing directors. Visit www.indoexpo.com to learn more. See you at the show. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, think that's the point. Download and play while you life, yes, 
yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to harvest more crop-tastic content on Hempire. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Well, Heather, now I'm eager to find out how this inspired all your work at Realm of Caring. You know, what we realized right away, so Paige and I said, you know, after several months, this is, this is really happening. We made a commitment to not only tell our community, which was the epilepsy community, but really wanted to tell the story and what had happened to both of our families. And we, we began to do that, and immediately we just couldn't keep up with the volume of inquiries. You know, so back then it was very informal. We were texting and on Facebook and you know, closed Facebook groups and these sorts of things, and it was really apparent we need some systems, we need a team, people need information. We need to be able to share with them you know, the research that exists, we need to talk about what we know about dosing, and and that's how the realm of caring was really born, was just really sheer necessity for a very, very underserved population. So you guys have essentially your own realm of caring program for these children. Yeah, so we started the nonprofit, and we are a 501c3 organization, so the federal government gave us our designation in 2013, and we do really lots of wonderful things. We have over 25,000 families that are connected to us from all over the world. We're engaging over 6,000 of them in research protocols with Johns Hopkins University, which I'm really proud of. That was one of the things that I kept hearing over and over again is this is just anecdotal or this is placebo or, you know, even Denver Children's reports that you're twice as likely to report a seizure reduction if you've moved to Colorado as if, then if you already lived here. So we kept hearing these things and I said, you know, we need to deal with the best and get some research accomplished. And so we went through the university process called the IRB, the Institutional Review Board process, and, and are actually collecting real-time prospective data, which is huge. Um, so we get research done. I mean, that really warms my heart. And I, I think it's easy to underestimate what a hassle that must have been. Just the paperwork alone for getting those kinds of protocols approved is really tedious and harsh. So my, my hat's off to you. Thank you. I think this is worth it. This is so worth this attention to detail. And to my knowledge, no one is really collecting that data. You know, how many milligrams are people taking? What routes? How many times a day? What are the side effects? What drugs are you having interactions with? 
The economic data, this is huge to me. So I'll give you a, an example if you'll indulge me. My son used to receive 11 hours of nursing services every single day, three therapies in home twice a week. We saw specialists month, whether it was an epileptologist, uh, pain management doctor, an endocrinologist. We were on pharmaceuticals that cost two to 9000 bucks a month. I mean, his burden, his financial burden, I'm making air quotes, you know, to He's, he has a disability, so he gets Medicaid. His financial burden to the state is very significant. Our neurologist called us and said, you still have to come in, Heather. I mean, it had been over a year since we'd been in. We're on no pharmaceuticals. He gets an hour in the morning and an hour at night to get himself ready for you know, the day and ready for bed. I mean, his financial burden is significantly less. We're tracking that data, you know, hospitalizations, emergency room rides, those sorts of things. So the research is a very big part of what we do, but we spend most of our time educating with both the community clients who are using cannabis products, specifically Charlotte's Web, and physicians. We're connected with over 300 physicians around the world. We do free orientation for doctors and clients alike, and we actually take 8,500 phone calls every single month. Holy so the cow. There. It's awesome, and we I'm very systems-oriented, so we collect a lot of data on that. You know, how long did we talk to them? What did we talk to them about? Where did the call come from? You know, what is their diagnosis? It's not just epilepsy anymore. We have families dealing with cancer and chronic pain and neurological disorders. Autism is actually the second-highest pediatric population we're serving after epilepsy. So it's really grown, you know, quite a bit. Now, is and everybody then, you know, the, pulling in and moving to Colorado to do this, or are you guys spreading the word a little further and getting the chance to, to help other folks without having them pull up roots? You know, when these high CBD hemp products started being shipped, a lot of people decided, you know, we don't need to move because they can get it on their doorstep, which makes a lot of sense. So a lot of families are starting with that. They're just getting it shipped directly to them. And if that doesn't work, then they may consider moving to a medical state like Colorado where they can get other products, you know, like THC and CBN and some of these other cannabinoid products. But most families are not moving now. Uh, I stopped counting at about 500 families that had relocated here um, when shipping started. So quite a few did come. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. But the fact that they don't have to is also... uh heartwarming in its own way. It really is because, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I would not have been able to set up an entire second household, you know, and, and not had support. I, I don't think I would have been able to do that. Very few were able to. And so it's great now that, that they're not needing to. The great thing that was created here, though, because of that was this wonderful community of moms and dads and families who know what you're going through. Because I did, I never had, even my best friend, you know, who was very supportive, never really understood what it was like to be going through this. And so to have, you know, people here, our people, who, who know what this feels like is really interesting, and it's a great dynamic. And I understand you're doing work at the legislation level as well. Yeah, that's been, um, it's actually, it's really instilled hope in me and our ability to affect change. I used to think the government was just a slow dinosaur and you really couldn't do anything. And the first state passed in, it was signed in Utah in March of 2014. 
And so in just a little over two years, over 20, well, 20 states have put on cannabis legislation. And five of them did not limit the THC percentage. And so 15 of them did. So that looks more like a hemp type legislation. So that, that has been exhilarating to be a part of and to know that legislators really are listening and, you know, parents really can fight and go talk at a hearing and tell their personal experience and have that affect change. That's been really empowering for me to witness and definitely for the families to experience. I'm also delighted to ask about financial assistance for potential clients. Yeah, this is my favorite thing to do by far. So we have a couple of financial assistance programs. First of all, anyone who's connected to the realm of caring gets discounts on products anyway. So they're, it's a reduced cost for them because of the, their severe medical condition. Most of the folks that are connected to us almost exclusively are dealing with life-limiting chronic health conditions. And so they get a discount anyway. Well, then they can further apply for more assistance through what's called Realm Cares. And this is actually a financial grant. And we write checks to these families every single month. And we have over 60 families in that program. And we write checks to the tune of about 6,500 bucks a month. And so we hope to increase that budget. We have a lot more people ask for money than we're able to give. Uh, and then the other thing, we still do relocation grants. So there are families that do need to move, and those are $5,000 grants. And those are just assessed on, on need, really. Wow. I mean, it just, it's just such a wonderful thing. And to see how far you've come in, in so little time, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. This is, this is amazing. Do you guys have, I have a wonderful, I have a wonderful team. Well, um, I remember when it was just you. So <laughs> I'd mean, love to hear about you know that. What? Just last year, it was my kitchen table in the January of, of 2015, it was, this was my, the office was my kitchen table and volunteers would come over and we had volunteers fielding phone calls and we got about a thousand calls answered that way a month. And it was just like, you know, we, we need to do this a lot better. And so we got some serious fundraising going and, you know, a major contributor to the foundation is um, CW Hemp and the Stanley organization. And so we're really able to do it right now. Oh, and I mean, it's just got to make a world of difference from just sitting around in your kitchen. <laughs> it totally does. Yeah, you know, and we take satisfaction ratings, you know, from the folks who talk with our, our client care specialists is what we call them. And they'll spend as much time on the phone with them as they need. So sometimes those phone calls are 30 or 45 minutes and they'll check in regularly. And it's just it's a really beautiful thing to to witness. And yeah, it's, it's wonderful to have a team that has been hired for their heart and they've definitely got a lot of skill and passion, but this organization is, you know, is amazing. The team is amazing. And can you point us towards the website in case we want to donate? Sure. It is www.therock, that's T-H-E-R-O-C dot U-S. So again, it's T-H-E-R-O-C dot U-S. And in fact, there's uh, all kinds of information about the research, education, and advocacy. And uh, you don't have to donate, but there's a very nice click right there. It's, <laughs> it's, just, been, it's just been absolutely moving. Thanks so much, Heather Jackson from Realm of Caring. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 